0: Welcome to the Psychosphere. My name is David Sutcliffe and my guest today is Jake Matthews from the Pasquayaki tribe of Tucson, Arizona. Jake is a brother. We sweat lodged together and we recently got back from Sundance in South Dakota on the Rosebud Indian Reservation, Crow Dogs Paradise, and that's what this podcast is all about. We're talking about our experiences at Sundance, and Sundance, for those who don't know, is a four-day sacred ceremony where the participants uh, abstain from food and water, and during the day, we dance around a sacred tree that is covered with prayer ties and prayer flags, and drum groups are playing and singing songs and we make flesh offerings through our piercings to the tree. It's quite an intense and beautiful experience, and uh, and we talk about it
1: on this episode of The Psychosphere. Uh, I hope you enjoy. I haven't seen you since uh, we left Sundance, which was almost, what, uh, two and a half, three weeks ago?
2: Yeah, already. Yep. Golly, man. It didn't seem like it's it seemed like it was just like yesterday. It I know. seemed too far away. <laughs>
1: how, how have you been since, and well, and for the audience, I'm, we're going to describe what Sundance is and we're going to get into all of it, but just oh, how, how, uh, how have you been since?
2: Been good, man. Just, uh, just, uh, living life and getting Jacob back in school and getting back into the whole rigmarole of the, of the regular year, uh, off of Sundance. So it's been, uh, yeah, just, just hustling and trying to get back to, uh, to get back to normality i guess
1: how what what uh, this was which number sundance for you uh
2: this was my third completed
1: one your third and is your plan to do four years i know four years is sort of the standard but then a lot of people say well no you're sundancing for life
2: yeah yeah uh, for me i think that's you know the path i'm on is this is already the way i was kind of living you know before all the sundance so it's kind of just fits in pretty like a glove so
1: what do you when you say like that's how you were living like what do you what uh, do you mean
2: just like the way of the red road and you know uh, i've always been real close with the creator and always been like kind of on that spiritual path anyway uh, which kind of like led me up to sundance in the first place um but as far as uh the four years i know next year will be my completed year in south dakota and then after that, it'll. Um, I'm thinking about going to Arizona and dancing with my people, and uh, it's called Casablanca. It's like between Tucson and Phoenix. It's a Yaki Sundance.
1: Yaqui is is your people? That's yeah. your your tribe.
2: Yeah, Pasqua Yaqui.
1: And can you say a little bit more about uh, what the pas Pas say again?
2: Uh, Pasqua Yaki.
1: Pasqua Yaqui. and mm-hmm. what is what is their history and where are they from? Oh
2: man uh originally it's a it's a mexican native mexican tribe um and so the history of the yaki is is pretty pretty intense man so uh, <laughs> we're not, we were known as the undefeated tribe uh, really we were, yeah we were known by by regular you know try our neighboring tribes and also by the spanish um because we were the last ones to be taken down we just weren't we were just uh, defiant all the way to the end and um so it was like the last real stand of the Yaquis as, as they were in Mexico. Uh, it was, there was a, a story that there was like 400 Spanish and they were going, you know, conquering towns and, and going through doing their thing. And they came to where the Yaqui were and they tried to wipe them out, but, uh, they, they were amazed by the Yaquis cause they were, they were able to build numbers so quickly. Like it was, it was, uh, like, in a matter of a day, they would go from, you know, like, 200 people to 2,000 people by going and getting the people from the surrounding tribes. And uh, we used to have uh, runners, so they would run all the way to the different Yaqui tribes and bring all the people together. And so what ended up happening is we ended up wiping out the, the Spanish, the the little 200 guys or whatever they had. Um, and at the time, that was, like, a big deal. <laughs> so wow. they ended up calling... or you know, sending a ship back to Spain and having them send a whole armada to come in and wipe out the, the Yaki because they were just, they were, first of all, they were guerrilla fighters. So it was already hard, hard to fight them because they were popping up behind bushes and cactus and rocks and right. disappearing again. And then, so, uh, said so they brought a armada of 2000, uh, soldiers. So it was like basically a whole army to come and they, then they finally like, uh, you know, got them to the point where they gave up because they were just wiping them out. So and that's uh, kind of just a little short (laughs) short history of the Yaki. And then, you know, from that, uh, they got pushed north and we moved up in Arizona and to California and like certain little parts over by the border of Mexico. So it's a long, short story. (laughs)
1: Right, right, right. And, and um, how were you always connected to your culture?
2: I I always knew about it like I was mm-hmm. always around it. Uh, it just was never never really something that we were just being part of the, you know, the the world outside of the reservation it was kind of something that was just always on the back burner. It wasn't something we really paid attention to. Cause we were more concerned with what everyone else was concerned with, you know, like music and trends and all that back in the day and so uh it's always been in my family like my I have cousins that are dancers and stuff but um I'm the first Sun dancer in like three generations from or no wait two generations. So my my grandma's sister, my great aunt Carmen was the was the one that uh was the last Sun dancer.
0: Oh wow. Yeah,
2: so I didn't even know about I I knew my cousins were powwow dancers, I never knew um that there was any sun dancers in my family so uh like i was always kind of just the one that would just make the art and make the regalia and stuff like that to you know for them to dance with i never really got like i was never really a part of it or um it wasn't till what like three or f- maybe four or five years ago that i kind of like started like researching and kind of getting like digging into my roots and right. finding like the details of our family and um from there I started a group called United Native Nations and um, that's when I really started learning about you know Sundance and all these different um, tribes because I really didn't know anything about tribes west of New Mexico right and so um, that's where I met you know a lot of my Lakota friends I met them as them being members of my my page and uh, then Jenny Crowdog was a member of my page and I didn't know at the time and uh, she she uh dm'd me and she was like hey um do you know who my dad is and i was like no like i've i've heard of that name but i don't know who it is at all like and she was like oh you know he's uh he she told me his history about him being an aim you know an aimster and mm-hmm. that he was back in uh wounded knee and all this stuff and uh she's like he you know he does a lot of the, the same stuff you're doing is this what he's been doing his whole life like trying to unite the people together and um, so she's like, you know, come and come down and hang out with us and meet my dad and, you know, come and dance with us. And I was like, well, I'll, like, I don't, I really didn't know what that entailed. So I was like, right. well, did come. you
1: know what the, the Sundance was at that point?
2: No, not at all. <laughs> I had, I mean, I had a vague idea of what it was because mm-hmm. I had read about it, you know? So I, I knew that I knew what the ceremony was. I just never, it, it was so far removed from, from, from us over there that you know, right. that I really didn't think about it. And then so I kind of had to go back and re-research it and then find out what I've read as a kid. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is what I never wanted to do with- <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> I remember looking at that picture of the guy with his skin stretched out. And I was like, why would you ever? And this is yeah. like fourth grade. Yeah, and my fourth grade mind is like, you know, why would you hurt yourself and like, and you know, intentionally cut yourself with a knife, and and it's just funny how you know the creator kind of like that was like a he was showing me way back right. then like just a little glimpse of what my future would be.
1: Right. But yeah, right. man,
2: I I really had no clue until uh, until I met Jenny Crowdog and met Chief Crowdog and then kind of started
1: gelling from there. But before that, you had a relationship with the creator and, and with your culture oh, and yeah. with the traditions. So there, it just you weren't Sundancing.
2: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I always knew just because of my family. Like we, you know, there's in all my family's houses, there's native stuff hanging on the walls. Right. And, you know, like they would talk about it sometimes. But I grew up believing I was Mexican. So okay. I mean I am te- technically yeah I'm, uh well we they would call mestizo is like a native of of Mexico but not m- the classical Mexican I guess Aztec and Spanish mix right so because I you know, our, our family is Maya we don't we don't have Aztec so uh I don't even actually know if we have Spanish mixed in with us right so, you know it's uh. So yeah still so I grew up thinking I guess that classical what Hollywood makes you believe a Mexican is that's kind of like what we grew up thinking, and then it wasn't till later on um in in my teens that I started realizing like oh we're we're native, we're not you know mm-hmm. i I guess back then I still thought Mexican was like its own thing, like yeah,
0: it's
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, so i didn't even I didn't even think about that, but yeah, man, so it's, it's always been there, I just never really I never really thought about it till later.
1: And it was in, in the family, but not something that was maybe talked about too much or practiced. Like you, you, you took, you went on your own journey of discovery with yeah, it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you were saying, like I've always been real close to the creator just, uh, naturally. I don't know. Why, why, how did that start? Uh, I don't know. I really,
1: if I think back on it, um, was it instilled in you by your parents, or it was just something an intuitive instinct that you had?
2: Well, my my mom
1: definitely was
2: was uh, definitely had us in church like every Sunday, every Wednesday. You no, know, we were like
1: Catholic church.
2: Uh, she was raised Catholic, but mm-hmm. she despised the Catholic religion. So right. when when it came to her time to be a parent, she was like, "They're not going to experience this." So you know, she we were we became born again Christian. And so, uh, you know, non-denominational Christian and, uh, yeah. So I was, I was steeped in the Bible. Like I, right. I grew up knowing the Bible, um, uh, but I don't know, man, there's always, there's always something, there was always something that was calling to me that I wasn't getting from the church or the people in the church. Like it was, you know, we would go to church and I'd sit there and like, listen to what the the pastor was saying and, and really think about it, you know, I was you know, I would go over it in my head and I started realizing that Christ, the stuff that they were trying to teach about Christ was so far removed from what they were actually doing. Mm -hmm. And I realized this really young, like I was like, why aren't they doing what Jesus said to do if like, that's what, you know, and this is what we're the whole religion is based on. Yeah. And so from there, I kind of, kind of uh, started straying away from, from religion and kind of just going on my own path and you know something inside me told me that the creator wasn't this person this being that they were saying you know that just destroys his creations and like causes pain and suffering on the people for no reason and this and that and something in my heart was just like nah man no because Jesus said that the creator was love and if you read the definition of love it has nothing to do with you know any of that uh, any of the stuff they said that that quote unquote god was doing so it's just something in my heart was always like nah man this is that's not that's not it like who whoever is in here in inside of me that's that's who it is like i could feel it you know and and so just over the years it grew and grew and i became more you know more curious and wanting to know more about the Crater and, you know, digging deeper and deeper and deeper until it's, you know, 24 years later and I'm still, still like, really digging in. I, I'm 24 years from where I really started being right. interested in, in finding out everything. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's... I've always... There's always been a strong pull from the Crater, for me, anyway.
1: Right. So, You've never had a, a period of time where you had doubt or you moved away from it oh, yeah. or oh, you yeah. have oh yeah because <laughs> i know I, I was raised catholic and and uh and you know i was open and interested in it and then i went through a phase and you know in yeah. my teen and early teen years and early 20s where i just rejected oh yeah all of it and became an atheist oh and, yeah man you know a rationalist and 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 then it took me time to ultimately come back and it really wasn't until I started on the red road where my, my relationship with, with creator, um, with God, however you want to think about it, um, started to, uh, I guess formulate in a way that felt, um,
0: true for me, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, definitely, man. Let's, uh,
2: it seemed, I don't know if it's, I I guess maybe it happens like that at some point for everyone in a certain way, Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody that's actually like serious about, you know, knowing the creator. Yeah. Uh, because the same thing for me first, first when I was 17 and I just, I I don't know, I guess I was going through a phase where I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out and it was really frustrating me. And, and I was just like, you know, why, why does God let all these things happen? And, you know, in my rebellious 17 year old mind, you know, anti-authority and, you know, so I was like, fist to the sky like man I know you know I forget you I'm not gonna follow you anymore I'm yeah not gonna, I'm gonna do my own thing and um man it wasn't very long after that uh, the creator kind of came back and like made me realize you know that the stuff I was mad at had nothing to do with him right it was all man-made stuff that I was that I was mad about and um uh, then another the, the last time I really kind of like lost it was, uh, 2000, uh, 2014 going into 15. Uh, my parents were coming from Tucson to visit us, um, for Christmas and new years. And, uh, as they were going through Van Horn, um, that year they had a, a really bad freeze. I don't know if you were here in 2015, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was a really bad snap freeze all over Texas and it, like the streets were frozen and, So they were coming and my dad uh, hit a patch of black ice going about 80 on the freeway and they went off into a ditch and uh, my mom, I guess she flew through the windshield and she died on impact and then my dad almost passed away. Um, But when I lost my mom, so suddenly that's like I, like it didn't, it didn't uh, make sense to me like because, you know, I've, I pretty much had dedicated my whole life to, you know, The creator and and living this way and trying to like live as close to christ as possible you know on on earth and uh and when she was taken from me it was or it wasn't taken from me but that's how it felt yeah she was taken from me and so it felt very personal and and, you know i was man i was i i let uh the creator have some choice words
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow and
2: uh yeah for about a year after that man I was on like autopilot. I don't really remember much about that whole year. It was uh I was kinda just like going through the motions and uh until like I was on like zombie mode man right Your it, mother meant a lot to you, oh yeah, oh big time man she was uh she she meant a lot to a lot of people she was a uh, really a special person, so yeah man um but i think didn't i think I had told you about that uh, dream I had um when we were out there at Paradise yeah. about the uh, when she told me not to kill the white buffalo
1: right right yeah tell tell that story that's incredible story
2: so uh yeah I just I had a dream where uh and this this was like about a year after my mom passed and Mm -hmm. um
1: and you're at this so you're you're sort of you're I guess angry you're Oh yeah. Angry at God, at the creator, it, it, resentful.
2: Angry, resentful.
1: Um, it's not fair. It's yeah. not right. I and, I have done all this. I've dedicated yeah. my life to you and now you've taken yeah. my mother in and, this and barbaric was,
2: way. And she was like my rock. Like, right. she was like she was the only one else in the family that was like me and you know that like had. you in in what sense? Uh so <laughs> that's another uh, can of worms, it's like my family uh we're Uh, We come from a long line of clairvoyance and empaths and psychics. And so all of this stuff is in me and and my mom. Like, that's, well, obviously, that's where, you know, it came from. Uh, So I've always been very sensitive spiritually. And that's probably why, you know, I had a strong connection with the creator. Um, But so my mom passed that down and my sister has it too. She's pretty strong now, but at the time, it was just me and my mom, and so we would, you know, we would have that, share that energy and bounce stuff off each other, and uh, and then once once that was gone, it was like, it was just so, like, uh, my energy was just draining out, because there was nothing to bounce it back. Right. And my dad and my sister, like, I love them to death, but they just, my dad is like, on the spiritual level, he's like a zero. Right. It's like, he wants to, he wants to, like, understand, and but he is just... Uh, you know however he's wired doesn't allow him to see the spiritual things and so yeah it was it was tough man um not just not having that that uh you know that that uh ability to to um I don't even know how to word that the ability to talk to someone else who has the same who knows the same thing right. as you yeah right
1: because so. it's a, it's not an I guess for a lot of people, those kind of conversations are, well, they're just not prepared to have them. Yeah. They don't understand it. Yeah. They yeah. maybe they don't even believe in it, or even if they do, exactly. there's a lot of skepticism about yeah. it.
2: And they can't, they can't really. It's not like they don't want to understand what you're saying. You know, it's they just, just so far out there. For yeah. Them. yeah, yeah. And I mean, my dad. It's I'm sure it's hard for him because my mom, me, and my sister are all the same like that.
1: And my wow. fa- and
2: my family on my mom's side, like we're all we're all able to to see, you know, past the veil, and so <laughs> I'm sure, like he picked up, he knew because he'd seen a whole bunch of things, like just living with my mom. Um, so yeah, man, it's a uh, it was it was a uh, that's a difficult thing, but anyway, sorry, I got off track there. No, uh, no,
1: no. Well, it, so that but that does lead right into this yes. this dream.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. My mom's passed for for about a year now and um, and i um, I have a dream one night and in the dream I'm in my grandma's house and my mom's shuffling around uh in a drawer my grandma used to have a little fold out a folding table um for like Thanksgiving and stuff you know mm-hmm. like old people used to have that that one table that they would put away for the year yeah um so it would be like a desk for most of the year um but it had a junk drawer and my mom like for my whole life we would always be looking in that junk drawer for whatever reason like (laughs) but uh so she was going through the junk drawer and she wasn't looking at me you know i'm just sitting on the couch and and she's like uh she's like remember not to kill the white buffalo i was and you know in the dream i didn't think anything of it when i woke up i'm like what the hell the white buffalo like i had no clue because you know that's it didn't
1: mean anything to you at that point the white buffalo
2: and uh, I told my cousin, uh, he was one of the dancers, my cousin Santiago Stanton. Um, and he was like, oh, he's like, you don't know about the white buffalo calf woman? I was like, and you no, know, he knows about it because he's Yaqui and he's also Narragansett from the East Coast. And his dad was chief of Narragansett, of the, uh, the Narragansett tribe up there. So like, he started like telling me about the white buffalo calf woman and and I was like, oh, it, you know, it didn't really make sense still. I was, like, kind of vague on... I was like, how that, How does that have to do with, you know, my dream or whatever? Because I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, that's not part of me. That's that's their stuff.
1: When you had that dream, though, it, it, you, did you sense that it was significant? Obviously, Like, it was signif- significant enough for you to, yeah. to sort of ask questions about it? Yeah,
2: just because it was so odd. Like, right. you know, this, and she never talked about a white buffalo her right. whole life. So, you know, and she, so... And, you know, at this point I've already given up pretty much all the way on the creator and on everything. Like I really didn't care about, I was just totally numb. Um, so it was, it was after that, that, you know, he told me about it. And so I started researching the white Buffalo calf woman and a picture popped up and the picture was a, it was a painting of a woman standing next to the white Buffalo and it was, they were coming out of like a cloud or mist or something but the thing was is the painting looked exactly like my mom, exactly to to the long hair to the facial features to everything and so it like it made me well up and you know i started tearing up and i automatically i started texting all my family sending this picture out and they're like wow that's kathy right there that's kathy i was like but they they didn't know the significance of right you know because i didn't tell everybody but just everybody seeing the same thing i was seeing like they're like that's your mom it was no doubt confirmed it yeah so that's so to me i was like okay so the white buffalo calf woman and now this painting looks like my mom so now now my interest is peaked and now i want to dig deeper and it was not until you know i read the whole story and and then i i was like okay this you know i can relate to that that type of uh, you know living in peace and, hard, and that's kind of like christ, what christ taught, and yeah. just
1: for people who don't know the, the white buffalo calf mm. woman is the at the center of the lakota mm. origin story uh-huh. it was white buffalo calf woman who uh bestowed upon the lakota people yeah. all of their sacred ceremonies yeah. and, and rights yeah
0: and the chinupa yeah uh-huh. most importantly yeah and I, I forget people don't know about it. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, and it wasn't till then, you know. And then after that, I I started just really like digging up my roots and like really finding out. And so, you know, thinking about all this stuff and everything I had learned, I was I started uh, like I said I had started that group United Native Nations. It was, actually came from a picture I drawn in two thousand eight um, of because uh, I was talking to my cousin. And he had all the connections at that time, like that was his thing it was like mm-hmm. he was a dancer, and he was well known and and so I'm like, man, you know all these chiefs and everything, and you should you should tell them about the about let's all unite as you know and come together, and since they won't let us in the United nations, we'll make our own and you know call it the United native nations and he was like, "Ah, you know, like nah, it's not that easy, and this and that, and so but really it's just he didn't want to he didn't want to do that, so.
0: <laughs> right.
2: But I had drawn a spear that had a band a banner around it, and it just said UNN. And I found it one day, and this is in the midst of me learning all this stuff. Right. And I was like, you know what? I was like, forget it, man. I'm I'm just gonna start a group and you know see where it goes and just and I so I you know titled it United Native Nations and started getting all these members, man. And then and then I, I really started learning about you know all that stuff from the Lakota people. Um, and that's where we come back to Jenny Crowdog, you know, asking mm-hmm. me about her dad and invited me to go out there. And, uh, so in my mind, I'm like, you know, the creator's leading me in this path, like right. it's one step right in front of the other one. And it's like, everything connects. So I was like, well, let me just go out there and see what, you know, see what's going on. Um, and when I went out there, you know, we, we were, I got to talk to Chief Crowdog a little bit and, you know, tell him. little bit about myself and he was like oh he's like it sounds like you're already there why don't you come and dance with us i was like yeah okay and still not knowing you know what an honor that is yeah (laughs) i I was just
1: like hey you know so you just went out to south dakota just to 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 visit jenny and you accepted her invitation to meet uh well she's to meet crow dog
2: she did say come out and dance but she then told me that i couldn't dance until i talked to her dad right so yeah i just went out there thinking you know i'm just gonna go out there and dance i really had no idea right
1: and you at this point you knew from your cousin what the dance was and i, I knew i knew about
2: he well he's not a sun dancer he's, okay he's a pow-wow dancer. Oh, powwow dancer so um so i didn't learn a little bit about it but not really right from him it was from <laughs> right. my on yeah <laughs> more from jenny and like the people up there that are like oh yeah. this is what this is going to happen and so yeah, man, I kind of just got thrown to the wolves, and it wasn't until like Sundance. Then after that, everyone was like, "Oh, you know, oh, there was this process, and you were supposed to do amplecha." Oh, really? I'd never heard of amplecha before in my right. life, and I've heard vision quest mm-hmm. because that's such a you know a used term. But yeah, like a, but I've never heard amplecha. That's their. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they started telling me, oh, there's this process and this and that. And I danced in the first line the first year and not knowing that I wasn't supposed to dance. And that's where they, that's where they placed me, you know, like so right. the,
1: um, well, I guess if you got the invitation from Crowdog, Dog, you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, he's the man. Yeah, he was the man.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so I have, I still have people to this day that are like, oh, you know, you should have I had to do this for this long and this and that, and and then i'm like well you know i had no idea and chief crow dog's one that told me to do it oh and, it gets, <laughs>
0: and
1: it's just crickets after that well like, but it's also <laughs> i noticed for that like everybody's got their own protocol yeah like it's supposed to be four years of humble which is a vi- yeah. which is a vision quest yeah, yeah you know and or you know with eric he was like two years so i think it's kind of fluid and yeah. i think it's personal like yeah i think it's a vibe man like yeah it when is. somebody's ready to sundance or you get the feeling and and you know I, I think i mean i think everybody's sponsored in in some way or should be sponsored yeah, in some yeah, way yeah. And it's up to the sponsor mm-hmm. i guess to make the determination of whether the person is spiritually ready yeah. to dance yeah it seems to be that way it doesn't mm-hmm. seem
2: like there's really a set like right. planned way they say there is but yeah like every single person I've talked to is like they've done it differently so, right,
1: exactly, like
2: you said, I think it is like totally personal to like yeah, however uh your vibe is, I guess or because uh i uh, I went to umbletcha the first time at Chief Marvin's um up at his house in New Mexico uh-huh uh and there was some kind of some kind of drama going on about that that I had no idea about, and I, um, what do you mean? like uh so I went there and, and did my whole thing and when I came back um they were like oh you know people are mad at you because you went and um at uh Chief Marvin's and um it feels like a slap in the face to to so and so and I was like what like what I my I guess I was being talked about while I wasn't there so wow I, a yeah, slap
1: I, in the face but, I mean, if Marvin puts you on the hill, then, yeah. again, it's the same concept. I
2: mean, Ex- Yeah, exactly. And this has been my journey the whole time, <laughs> like, not knowing. Well, him. that's the
1: thing that's so interesting <laughs> about, like, you get involved. Whatever community yeah. you're in, it doesn't matter how spiritual yeah. or whether it's, you know, the white people, black people, mm-hmm. native people. It's the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's, there's always gossip and weirdness oh, yeah. and the people with politics, judgment. You're yeah. doing it wrong in politics. Yeah, all of man. it. It's, it's just the human condition. But, you know...
2: So this is the way it happened for me is last Sundance, I was riding back down with Sandy and, uh, I mean, I was last year, last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we had, we had eaten medicine. So peyote. Yeah. Peyote. Um, and, uh, so we were on our way back and I remember just, there was just something, I don't know, something in my spirit that was, that uh, I just said, I was like, why don't you put me out on the blanket? To and, Sandy. To Sandy. Just mm. because she was an elder, you know, yeah. and not, I wasn't seeing her as like being someone that was like decorated and all this stuff. It's just something was like, she's, you know, an elder. So I I was like, how come you don't, you know, you, you, you've been doing this for so long and, you know, Chief Marvin and all this. And, and she got like, she got real tight. Like, oh no, I can't do that. I was like, why not? I'm just like oh, because uh, oh, I'm not this. I'm like, well, why not you? Like, what yeah. makes you? What makes you any less? She's a Sundancer. She's yeah. she's
1: done her four years, right? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, she's deep in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, people don't. I guess people don't really. They, I don't know. It's, I'm not not trying to like diss anybody's beliefs or anything like mm-hmm. that, but. I don't know if you hear so much people are like oh we're so pitiful or so we're pitiful beings and this and I, I have a problem with that it's like how how are we pitiful when we're we are the creator mm-hmm. like we are mm-hmm. made by the creator we are the creator so right. so how can we be pitiful and it's like and that's the mind state that they you know that they live in is like and i understand it's about being humble yes it's not not like saying we're actually pitiful but just saying that word is giving power to it as well. Yes. So, And I told Sandy, I was like, you're not. You're no less or more important than anybody. You, you're just as qualified, you know, in the creator's eyes. You're just as equal as everybody else is, depend- regardless of title that men give you, you know. Mm-hmm. The creator has his own way of looking at you. And then, you know, she told that to Marvin, and Marvin's like, well, then you have to put him out. And she's like, I can't do that. And he's like, well, that's his, that was his vision so right said, you know that's how it's supposed to be done and i was like so I was like you know that was cool man it's like because he understood you know that yeah it wasn't something that i just chose like oh i'm gonna ask sandy it was just something that came to it me came and it, to you yeah and it was like she's the one that's supposed to and yeah she took me out there and put me up on the hill and everything went good man it's just uh yeah it was, and,
1: but that was what was the drama
2: uh I don't, I really, I still don't really you understand. still do know. No, it's, because uh, I heard it from like three different people and you, everyone told a slightly different story. So, and I don't really care. Like, I don't yeah. want to be in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but there it was, was drama. Yeah, yeah, it was just strange. I was like, why Me? Like, mm. that's weird. Like, yeah. what the?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, like I had, but obviously it rubbed somebody the wrong way. So, um, they were like, oh, you know, I should have. Had Eric put me out and this and that and oh I see, and, but I was like, but I I didn't understand like why why Eric's not my chief or mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Eric's my brother, and well, you know I talked to Eric about it too, and he had talked to Sandy, and he was like, yeah, I told her the same thing. we're, right. we're brothers. Like so he has no tobacco with me or anything like that. all right like, so I don't know where that came from, man. But
1: it, it is an interesting uh thing this idea of like we're guided by men and we need mm. and women but but yeah uh, you know um and we need that yeah in oh, the traditions definitely. but oh, also yeah. humans are fallible and yeah. they make mistakes and they have egos and oh yeah <laughs> so it's always that it, you know and my relationship is with spirit and i have yeah. to ultimately go with exactly. spirit above any man any chief really exactly it's between exactly. me and spirit now yeah. my own relationship with spirit can be impacted by my ego yeah but at the end of the day i guess my well i guess at a certain point you do have to you have to follow the chiefs yeah. To a certain degree. Like to to yeah. prove that you are willing to oh, yeah. follow the tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and just honor and, and honor respect, that. There's an honoring and a respect. That yeah. You, and you have to go through that process. And that's that's actually really important. Even if what the chief is doing and saying makes no sense. Yeah. Which sometimes I think they actually do things that make no sense. Yeah. just to test that you're willing to follow. Oh yeah, some of them are some of them are hayoka. So, yeah, they're hayoka. Yeah. I mean, oh, Yoshi, yeah. there was a guy, there was a my friend David um used to get into it with uh, you know, my original teacher, Yoshi. And uh David had a really hard time if things didn't quote unquote make sense. Uh. And Yoshi was would say to him. He said, "Listen, <laughs> and he pointed to something blue. If the chief tells you that's red, it's red." Yeah. And David, like, it was like, but it's not red. And Yoshi's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just follow the chief, you yeah. know. And I was finally said to David, David, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you can think that it's blue, but you just, you have to go along. It's a sign of respect. Yeah, and there's know. something actually really powerful in that teaching. Yeah. Um, And then that said, at a certain point, it, like, you do have to, it's between, it ultimately is between you and creator. Yeah, it yeah. seems like that yeah. you, follow that oh yeah and maybe that's the thing that ruffles feathers yeah
2: very well could be yeah that, I, I didn't that think uh, about
1: that. that you you actually because i i have this sense with you mm. I, I could be wrong but that you trust your own authority
2: yeah i've come to <laughs> i've come to over the years Is there's just been i mean just with any human situation yeah you see the uh, the you know how people are and uh so you kind of learn, oh, I did anyways. Kind of learn to to lean on the Creator instead of right. everything else because I've been duped so many times. Right, you know, by people not not necessarily intentionally all the right. time. It's just right, just Sometimes uh, the indoctrination of the world mm-hmm. takes over, and they don't even realize it. You sure. Know? So, um, but I have that. That could be now that I, now that you brought that up, <laughs> you know, I, I have i i am fiercely independent yeah i can see that yeah i have told people before like i don't follow any man i don't right and not that i don't respect them i do i i I have tremendous respect for chief crow dog jr and like he's he's and but the thing is is that he gives respect he respects his people and so he deserves respect back but then there's these chiefs over here that think they're god's gift to the world And I won't even give them a second glance. Right. Because why? Like you, you're not, you're not being, you're not respecting the title that was given to you. Right. So why should I respect the title that was given to you? Right. But, um, but as far as like you know, being respectful and and honoring them, yeah, like that's for sure. Because like I just said, like that's a that's a title that was bestowed on them. Yes. And that's their rightful title, and so you have to respect that. You can't Mm -hmm. just be like. But like I said, there's, there's like or like you said, there's a time when ultimately you have to, you have to determine between you and the Creator whether that's the right path or not. Yeah, and, yeah. And they'll tell you that too. You know, if you yeah. really talk to them, it'll be, like, you know, um, yeah, it's the Creator in the end. It's like like Chief uh, Crowdog was saying at the Sundance. He's like, you know, you don't have to answer to me. You have to answer the Creator. That's right. So whatever whatever you do, that's on you. I can only tell you if you don't follow that, then, you know, that's up to you.
1: That's yeah. Up. Yeah. Well, I have that with the, you know, the, because the songs, you know, I've learned all these songs and, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm a white man singing these Lakota songs and I was taught by a Japanese man. He's got, you know, he's, he's, a, he's got his own issues with being an outsider. Now he knows five, six, 700 songs and he's dedicated his Golly. whole life to it. So he's, you know, he's a made man oh, in yeah. that sense. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got his own issues with like how yeah. to teach the songs and whether it's okay for me to, how I share the songs and how I sing them. But at the end of the day, I just got to the point where it's like, I got to check with creator. I, I, I got to check with, you know, yeah. in, in, in my sort of spirit guides. And, yeah. um, and for me, uh, like it was on my second vision quest. Like, uh, I mean, I got a very, my first vision quest was really about, answering the question i went out in the vision Quest to because yeah. i was asking the question am i going to walk this red road yeah yeah because i went to sundance uh i think it was four years ago with yoshi and i'd been singing some songs at that point maybe i knew 50 songs yeah. I'd, I'd you know d- done maybe you know d- d- 20 sweat lodges at that point yeah. and i was I was into it, but you know, just kind of. It was more of a hobby than anything. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to Sundance, and I saw what it was, Mm. and I was blown away. And I was scheduled to Vision Quest six weeks later, and I said to Yoshi, "I'm not. I can't. No, I can't. (laughs) I don't. I I gotta like make sense of what I'm actually signing up for here. This is.
2: It's heavy, man. This is heavy.
1: So he, we had this whole fight and he was, you know, upset and disappointed, but ultimately I had to like yeah, yeah, trust yeah. myself. So a year later I went to vision quest and that's really what it was about. It yeah. was, it was, it, it, I asked the question like, you know, what, what is this red road? And it, it, mm. and the answer that I got was, you know, and I, I, I think all of these things are personal, um, so i don't want to make a pronouncement that this is what it is this is what it was for me yeah exactly but it was uh you know there is no separation between the light and the dark no nature has no judgments no preferences Mm -hmm. and god is not concerned with your suffering and so the meaning the meaning that you make your free will is in is in the meaning that you make of your suffering in that and i was shown this long dark sort of tunnel Uh and it was like that's the red road and it's like that concept of like the light and the dark is one thing like that's what you're gonna have to confront in that tunnel oh yeah and it's a razor's edge and you're gonna get cut oh yeah man and i was like okay thank you for that information (laughs) let me think about that
2: yeah it's it's a different way it's totally different from the westernized way totally different
1: (laughs) and and confronting and scary and Mm -hmm. And, but also I could feel the beauty in it. I could yes. feel the truth in yes. it. And, um, and then it wasn't until I came to Austin, which was, I think, you know, probably 18 months or two. Yeah, about 18 months later. And I met Eric and I started lodging regularly. And then I went on my second vision quest with Eric. And he said to me, you know, the first vision quest, the spirits just come and they yeah. check you out. Uh-huh. On the second vision quest, they're going to appear to you. And that's exactly what happened and so what did you say they're gonna like that they they, they will come to you they will show themselves right so the first vision quest like they just they're there they're checking you out who's Mm -hmm. this guy on the blanket but they're not going to make their presence known on the second one they will make their presence known and sure enough they did and and i had this very deep and powerful experience with these spirits and like I can feel them with me, and I, I check in with them, and I ask them questions all the time, yeah. and and so you know I'm I'm leading this up to the question of Sundance because when it came time when I was considering Sundancing and after my second vision quest, it the the it, it's not that I got a vision to Sundance, it just but what I got was you can do it. Oh yeah, you know you you got vision. The power. I, I did the vision quest twice. No, you know it's challenging, but yeah, yeah. I did it, completed it. And it was like, you can definitely vision quest. And when I asked them, should I, they were like, it's up to you. Like, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. feel any obligation. Like, we don't give a shit. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not some test that you need to pass exactly. to prove yourself exactly. or to make yourself holy. Or you don't need to prove it to any other man. Or if you want to sing these songs in lodge and keep yeah. learning these songs and sharing these songs, you don't have to go vision yeah. quest to prove yourself it's a choice that you can make for yourself. Yeah. It's between you, it's between you and you, right? Well, and you and yeah. creator. And that was it. Ultimately, you're the only one walking the road.
2: Man. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> and I and I think that the 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 best leaders, chiefs mm. are the ones who that's really what they're teaching. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is they want to empower you to make your own yeah, decisions exactly. to exactly. empower your relationship with creator and to exactly, know that it's man. ultimately it's up to you,
2: and that's how it should be. That's how yeah. people need to understand. Is like you know, I, I, I feel like religion beats has beaten people down mentally so much for right. so long. Is <laughs> that you know the lie has become the truth, and and so, you know, it's like, oh, I have to run to the church or else I'm going to hell, and yeah, like no man, you're not no, uh, you know, that's something I I struggled with. Pretty hard was so, uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't describe myself as a Christian in the in in the sense of how they most of them are. It was like I I was a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much where like it ended right there. It's like so I would I was I follow Christ's words, and I would take you know from the Bible I would take that stuff with a pinch of salt because uh, for a whole bunch of different reasons, but you know, but, uh, um, sorry, I kind of got off. I kind of lost track there.
1: Well, you're just talking about like following religion being, Oh yeah. You know, I, you didn't use the word corrupted, but
2: yeah. uh, But yeah. And it's like, you know, coming into this life, it's, it's like this, it felt so right. Yeah. It, It felt so natural. And this is like, you know, there was no judgment. From this me.
0: life meaning the red road. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I, and I, man, I blew up the creator every day. Like, if I'm doing something wrong or if I'm going against you and your word, you know, let me know. Like, let me, show me a sign that even the dumbest person would, would know easily. Right. You know, like... Just pretend like I'm the stupidest person, and I need to be shown with visual aid, like <laughs> right, yeah. And, and nothing, man. It's always it's just been peace. Like it's never been. I've never felt the jagged judgments mm-hmm. that that you feel in religion. It's like you know, oh, you go this way, you're gonna get stabbed. You go right. that way, you're gonna. You got to stay right here in this little box and don't move. And no, man, it's, it's like it's so. You know the the whole concept of hell kind of started dissolving for me. It was like, first of all, I, I always had a problem with that to begin with. It's like you know, that's a new concept. If you really like, or I'm I'm a I'm a student of history and like I love history, man. Like especially ancient history. So, like. All that's the that hell is a new concept, man, like mm. relatively in in the in time, in the earth time it's it's pretty new, man, and like I was like, what better way what the slickest way that you could ever devise to keep everyone in order right in the whole world, yeah, is the fear of everlasting punishment, yeah with no with no hope for parole ever. Yeah. <laughs> you're just always going to be punished and your flesh is going to be torn off. And no, man, no. And, and then you, re, and then you read what Jesus says about, about the creator. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like th- these are two separate beings that are being talked about. And, and, and yeah. yeah, man, It's like, you're going to die forever if you don't follow me. And it's like, Jesus was like, nah, bro, all you got to do is love. And that's it. <laughs>
1: it's it- <laughs> I mean, I'm very, I'm just, just, I want to say this, like how struck I am by the, um, the power of your faith. Like, like you, I, I, in your present, like I feel it, like oh, how you, strong your faith is and, and your belief in the creator. And it just like, it, oh. it, it, emanates off you and it, it impacts, like it has a, it has an oh. impact on me. It's one of the reasons you, that I'm, oh. I'm drawn to you because. My faith is, uh, you know, it's, it wavers, right? Like I have a relationship, but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a doubting Thomas in in that sense. And I'm always questioning and, and it's part of my struggle and it's also part of my gift. Like, so there's there's, like in the doubt, like, um, there's, there's questions that I ask Mm -hmm. that revealed more truth. right so it's part of my it's part of my nature oh yeah and yet i'm longing for on some level to just like be so rooted in in my faith and i just feel that coming off you and uh it's just powerful oh
2: thank you brother yeah definitely yeah it it it'll it comes man it definitely and and i'm not unlike you bro like i i doubt a lot yeah but that's you know we were trained to do that yeah to question to to what does it say in the Bible? You're supposed to you're supposed to test the spirits and right. test. And I guess that just stuck with me, you know. Like and over time, it's just I uh, I don't know, man. It's because it, it seems like in that in that moment you're doubting so strongly, and like your 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 ego is like, no, there's no freaking way, man. There's no way. But then something happens during that time and you come out of it and it's not until you look back again yeah. and you're like oh like it all makes sense now you know yeah and so realizing that pattern uh, of that's how the creator works is yes. it's like a, like a sword master when they're when they're putting the sword into the coals and yeah they heat it up and it gets all loose and wobbly and Then they beat the crap out of it, you know, and then they cool it off and then they put it back in over and over and over again. And it feels like that's what happens with us is like, you know, we get, we feel cool and everything's good and then back into the fire again, pounding out. And then, but the end result is, you know, a razor sharp blade that won't break. Right. And and I see the truth in it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, okay, so. So now I'm to the point in my life where it's like when bad things happen, I just pray harder now because yes. it's like now this is now I know that this is a stage and so I have to play my part on that stage, you know, while I'm in that stage. Mm. And then once I'm out, I can, you know, think back on it and, you know, reflect and gather the information that was good and push away the stuff that was bad and yeah. determine, you know, what is what. But man, when you're in it, man, it sure you cannot see it. <laughs> yeah.
1: no man yeah no exactly and you know i've learned something similar it's like when i'm in the depths of despair it's it's hard to see the light but the thing that i try to hold on to is like do you remember the last time that you were in despair and yes. you came out the other side and you had this huge realization yeah. and your faith was deepened like you understood yeah, something man and so grew. that's must be happening now like you're not stuck here forever yeah exactly. right this is just part of the process you're going oh, yeah. through oh, yeah. to deepen grounds. your understanding and to deepen your faith and um and it's one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about um and i talked to uh, you know i was at lodge wednesday night and talked to eric uh and keith and, uh-huh. and ryan a little bit about this but Man, since the Sundance, and I I describe, one of the ways I've been describing it to people, it was my first time dancing, and it was really intense and very scary. And Eric is saying that a lot of people are saying that it was a really hard Sundance. Yeah, it was, it was,
2: it was, uh, they're all
1: hard. They're all hard. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But
2: but yeah, it was, it was trying, man. Mm -hmm. We had all four
1: elements and like, yeah. and those, dude, those lodges, man, on the first day were just off the charts. I mean, oh I, God. I got so, first of all, like, you know, I'm claustrophobic, like lo- sweat lodges are yeah, hard yeah. for me just in general. Me, yeah. Right. So oh, man. it's, um, it's, they're always a challenge. And, and so, you oh, yeah. know, but, and then th- those lodges up at, uh, uh at, at Crow Dogs Paradise, uh, they are smaller yeah. than what i'm used to and they and cram so, them and, in man. yeah and they they pack wow. them in and you are right on top of those stones yeah. and yeah. i didn't know what was happening man like you know what i would heard is oh it's seven stones the first day 14 the second day 21 the third day yeah. and 28 the fourth day oh, that's the four days of purification that lead up to the dance and you lodge in the morning and you lodge in the evening now, i didn't yeah. know is that four rounds of lodge like like what, what, like how, how long are these rounds? Yeah. I don't know anything.
2: It's, it, it seems to be different every year, man. <clears throat> Is it? And, and that's why it's like. <laughs> right. You don't know. Yeah. Like I said, the, the year I went during the COVID year, in yeah. 2020, the lodges were packed and it was four rounds and they were, they were, they didn't speed anything up, man. They took their time. I was in there thinking like, I'm like on fire. I'm like by the third round i'm like oh, like really struggling to like wow. not think about how my skin is sizzling <laughs> right 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 four rounds yeah. you guys did yeah every and that was every lodge it was four rounds and so i was like that's what i was expecting. every lodge in
1: the morning every lodge in yeah. the evening every single lodge yes. how many people were at that COVID dance
2: oh man probably like 80 something maybe. right that's probably yeah. why yeah and they had, For... yeah i guess they had time to do it and you right know, I, and i understand like last year was pretty big so they rushed everyone through and then this year seemed to be almost the same it, right they took a little bit more time this year right but it's it was weird as this was a bigger Sundance than last year but we had less dancers this year than last year and i guess that's um i don't know if you remember them calling the ladies out because they were on their their moon yeah and uh with their time of the month uh yeah, and then, so that, but that was only, turned out to only be, like, seven women. Right. And then, but then that day where it got hot, that second day. Yeah. Like, a lot of people dropped out and just didn't come back.
0: Yeah. It's,
2: that, that blew, kind of blew me away, is that I was seeing Sundancers in, in the uh Arbor. Really? Like, with the, with the, the supporters. And I'm like, what are you like, how the hell is he... Well,
1: especially because the weather forecast for the last two days was cool. Like, you knew yeah. that that was the hardest day. And if you got yeah. through that, it was like... Not not that it was going to be easy after that, but it was going to probably be easier.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, definitely, it definitely made it a lot easier to dance, man. Yeah. Like, last year, the clouds were just... They were all around, man, but wouldn't touch... <laughs> would not come into our circle. <laughs> it was like they were just watching us. Like, hey... And it was like a circle, man, around oh, the sun. Oh, my right? God. It's like, please... <laughs> just just come over just a little bit yeah
1: but it's it's so intense the whole experience of it and you're on you know you're, you're you're in this location on the reservation for you know i guess well 10 10 days yeah. really yeah basically and um you're in a camp and so you know it's the camps are great but yeah. You're disorganized. You're out of your element. Where the fuck is my flashlight? Yeah, yeah, Where is yeah. this? Where is that? Everything is chaotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have control over everything. Yeah,
2: totally. And
1: uh, there's no showers, you know. um, So it just, you're just completely out of your element. And I felt like the the metaphor I'm using is like, I I felt like I got turned upside down. Yeah. And then shaken. Yeah. You know, for 10 days and then sat back down and like sat on my way. And I feel like I'm still calibrating. And the thing that's been happening for me is I've just been in a rage. Like, Like angry, not not at anyone or anything in particular. I mean, sometimes it gets projected out of certain things, but in general, I'm just like some kind of energy of anger, and you know, I'm trying to. Of course, my mind wants to make sense, but there's another part of me is just like, don't worry about it. Just let this yeah move through you. Just trust in it. Like this is part of the process, and you're not going to be stuck in this forever. But there is something about when you are that connected to spirit yeah over that length of time and then you come back into the world Mm -hmm. it's like you see as you alluded to earlier it's like the fucking lies yeah Yeah, man that exists in the culture that that everybody has bought into yeah that i bought into the lies that i've been telling myself everybody it's there's like a part of me that feels like this deep sense of betrayal and rage oh yeah man yeah like what the fuck
2: yeah dude what
1: the fuck
2: it's like we just came off of the holy mountain yeah and now we're seeing like like if you want to think about it as a bible terms like like moses coming off the mountain and seeing everybody reverted back to that bullshit right right he's like false idols what in the hell like i was just gone just you know and then like that but that's how it seems like once we go into these you know spiritual ceremonies and we're living in it or li- yeah. And then coming back to the crap that is society. And yeah, man, it, it, same for me. It's like I, even my girl was like, aren't you supposed to be like happy and stuff? After you come <laughs> and it's like, Hey man. But yeah, you don't, you know, it's, you're living in, you know, semi harmony while you're up there and, yeah. and then you come back and it's just like, just heavy and gross and dark. And it's yeah, like, oh. it's so
1: dark. Well, the, 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 the evil and I don't mean evil in a, you know, what is evil? I guess in some ways it's just, it's just, it's unconsciousness, mm-hmm. right? It's like the worst mm-hmm. form of evil. Like mm-hmm. it's like the lie is evil yeah. and the believing of the lie and then acting out yeah, uh, on that lie, which oh, yeah. is just like, then it becomes a series yeah. of lies. And the whole fabric more. of yeah. all of it just becomes one big lie. And in that lie, you know, people can rationalize anything. And, and so I guess, you know, w- the work or that is to be an acceptance of Mm. because when i check in with my my spirits right Mm. they're just laughing at all of it they're just like it's all like a kind of a cosmic joke it is what they're saying to me is you don't have to take any of this seriously like of course this is what it means to be human and and you know can you just like not attach yourself to it the same way And and but it's hard when you've been attached to it uh, yeah. your entire life and you've been taught in some sense the that, that it's important. Yeah. And you need to see it as important. Yeah. And then and then it's so many people in your world, right? Friends, family yeah. are attached to it. And then it's like, well, if I separate myself from that, if I change, then how does that impact my yeah. relationship with yeah. them? And do I have to reject them? And you know, all of these and, I, and it's not that I haven't had these revelations before because I've done lots of different yeah. kinds of spiritual and psychological work, but there's something about you know, I, you know, it, the yeah. red road, man. Yeah, there's man. something about it yeah. <laughs> that is so um, cuts through the fucking bullshit.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, with a razor razor's edge, razor's man. edge. <laughs> and yeah.
1: literally and there's something about i mean when they when i got on my vision quest and they're like yeah you're gonna get cut like it, it is a razor's edge and you're gonna get cut you literally get cut yeah like literally. in the ceremony yeah. like they Physical. take a razor <laughs> yeah. and cut into your fucking body yeah man. All which right. that feeling is it <sighs> i mean it's something yeah to just have somebody take a razor and just cut yeah, it, the can, flesh of your chest or your back or your shoulders or wherever it yeah. is, and I was hoping, man,
2: I was I was praying for you because I when they were when they're about to, you kept on looking and they're like, no, brother, no, Lo, no, look at the <laughs> look at the tree, look at the key staying yeah, yeah. in your prayer, but it's you know it's hard because it's like hard. your body's like, look, look, look. You're like, "Oh, you want to see
0: it, but at the same time you don't." No, man, that was the best advice. Look at the tree. Look yeah, at the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: and it was fine. It was, you know, it was you know, uh oh, it's just a bee sting. No, it's not a fucking bee sting. Been <laughs> stung by a bee. <laughs> It was worse than that, but it's it's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, It's not
2: it's not as bad as it sounds. No, but, it's but not it's, as bad as it sounds. But it's still it's it's the beasting. Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> on it's the an, pain on the pain it's,
1: scale. It's just what it represents the experience yeah. of it and the the surrender of it in some way that you're, you know, you you're out in this arbor and yeah. these men, these chiefs are you know they're not medical professionals. Yeah. Although man, the cut was clean as hell. they yeah, certainly yeah. know what they're who, doing.
2: Was it a uh, was it Junebug who who appears to you?
1: Uh, no, it was uh,
0: uh, Morrow? The, the big guy. Big guy. Yeah, M- B-, um, Merle.
1: Merle. Mm-hmm. Merle.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Merle. Uh,
2: yeah, man, he's he did me last year. He's really good. Yeah, man. he was really good. But yeah, man, uh, he the f- last year he like all I could feel was the pressure of his pinch. I couldn't feel the blade right. or. And then I just felt like pressure. I didn't feel uh, yeah. like the cut or anything. But I was, man, I made sure to be deep in that prayer, man. I yeah. Was, when they said get deep, I dove in and freaking.
1: Well, and the music helps too. That drum yeah, yeah. and the oh, singing yeah.
2: just oh, like, yeah. you know, it takes you somewhere deep. And then, you know, you just make that connection. And once you've made that connection, you're good. Like, yeah. yeah. But man, I, I, was, I was afraid that first step because I was like, I was praying. But at the same time, my ego was trying to be like, yeah, like look, you know, give a side glance and try to see what's going on. But I was like, no, man, just, just keep, just keep focused, man. Don't. And the same thing this year, but this year, you know, when I did it on my back. It didn't. It wasn't hard at all. It was, you that was like, the
1: first time you you'd done it on your back. Yeah, you did it on your back, and you you get pierced with the horse because you had uh, a vision. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, of, and just so you know, people listening, like it, it, all the Sundancers make. A flesh offering and oh. and so uh people are pierced in their in their chests, and then tied to the tree and then they yeah. pull off the tree that's i guess the most common way and the women are pierced in the shoulders and yeah. then there's but there's other ways to pierce or to break the yeah. piercing and so like for the men
2: you're supposed to for for uh men you're supposed to as i was told anyway you're supposed to uh well, if you pierce on your arms, it's supposed to be dragon skulls. Oh. Um, but the Lakota, I've seen them where they'll pierce them in the arms, and then the guys will just yank it out. And that's what happened with a lot of the guys that got their, their arms pierced. They just yank it? Yeah, the two guys on each side, and they just, boom, just pull it out, yeah. <laughs> like the Horus except weaker, I guess, a little bit. Oh, my bit. God. But, man, no, yeah, like, that's how, but that's what they said is, like, you have to – have a vision of how it's gonna be, you know, like right. how you're gonna pierce, and wh- however that turns out, you know. And you know, I've had people tell, oh, you you, you just like the easy way, like, no, man. It's, it, I was told that's how I was supposed to do it because I had that dream, and uh, I think I had told you that the dream was I, I heard everybody in in the in the circle, but I was at the camp still, and I was like, oh crap! So like I ran over there, and no one was there, and I was like okay like I just I thought I heard everybody over here and then a horse walked in through the east gate and it was Mm. just like it was just sitting there and I looked at it and I walked over and I was petting it and and whatnot and then um when I told them that dream they were like oh that means that you're supposed to pierce by the horse right um and then it's just life being crazy the the guy that rode in on the horse that was in my dream and and I looked at the horse and the horse looked at me man and I don't know if this is what actually happened. Right. I'm not in the horse's mind, but he looked at me and he like, he nodded and then blinked and, and, uh, animals, that's usually how they communicate is through blinks. Oh. Like, so when they tell you they love you, like they'll, they'll blink slowly. Wow. And so like the horse blinked at me and nodded his head. And so I nodded my head too, the same. And it's kind of like, we made a little connection. Like, right. Like, okay, I'm here and you're here. So we're going to do it. And it was, it was crazy, man. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and, and you know, my mom was super connected with horses too. Oh, so, she was, yeah. So it kind of, kind of felt like you know yeah. that was the same, the same line that was been leading me. So yeah, man. But the people drag skulls, and have you seen anyone spin?
1: I haven't seen anyone spin. No. Uh, you, so the spinning, describe that.
2: Oh, so <laughs> depending on the size of the guy, uh, can go from two skulls to eight skulls.
1: So they're um, pierced on the they pierce in the chest, pierced in the back, and then skulls they hang buffalo skulls from the piercings. Yeah, so right. they
2: pierce in the chest, so you'll have one hanging from both piercings on the chest, one hanging from two piercings on your back, and then mm-hmm. you will have one on your arm on each shoulder. Right. And sometimes they'll do it on their leg. Oh my God! But uh, I don't know if you saw that real, real big Danae guy, uh, real big named uh, Victor. He's he was a he's a real big guy. Like I you, can't remember. So he's a he's one of the spinners. Oh, Victor, yeah, 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 man. And he didn't he didn't dance this year, but that's right, man. He spins. Oh yeah, you know, and when that
1: he's an eagle he, dancer, right? I think so. Yeah, I've like, seen it the last time. I well, at least when he eagle danced when I was there four years ago. Oh okay, yeah. So, yeah. But man, I'm
2: watching him. I was like, I don't. I first of all, he's a big guy. I don't know how you could fit that many skulls on your body and they look like they're small compared (laughs) he's a big dude he's a big dude man and then when he was spinning i was just like oh my god like you that's a that's another level that i'm not currently aware of so when (laughs) you
1: say spinning he's because i've never seen this i've heard about it but he's he's actually like he spins yeah
2: spin around and like the the skull starts straightening out starts straightening out into and then
1: until they break, until they pop off. Yeah. Wow. Does he spin just one way, or does he go back and forth? When I saw him, he was just spinning one. He was just oh going my clockwise. God. And, then... and they also hang people. Yeah, we we we. we uh, I hung
2: two people this year. Yeah. Helped, uh, yeah, I
1: was there for Jason. Jason, hanging. yeah, and yeah. Then,
2: uh, who else went up the second time? That doesn't seem so bad actually, because it breaks no. pretty quick. Yeah, it didn't look like it. Yeah. And, it, and uh, what do they call that uh, Lakota Airlines. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Basically, li- they lift you up. Oh yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, and then it was, kind of drop you, and that so, that breaks the piercing.
2: Well, what we were, how many? There was like four of us, four yeah. or five of us pulling that, or there was three of us pulling, right? And then two guys on either side pushing the stick. Yeah, and I, that, surprisingly, man, Jason went up pretty dang quick. I I yeah. thought it was gonna be like a little struggle at least. Yeah, it was just like whoop. <laughs>
1: yeah because jason's a big guy yeah too. he's, he's...
2: got to be like two 220 oh yeah he's 30 like, yeah and he's like six three or something mm-hmm. yeah man and, and then uh we lifted another chief later and oh he, really he was a smaller guy but he was like a stone man wow and he was like shorter than me and then we were pulling and it was like like pulled sideways and he only went up like a little and then we had to pull it like harder and then he finally went up but uh i don't know man that's uh, from what the stories I've heard from other people that that hang, mm-hmm. they're like if you if you weren't walking on the red road like before you uh, the next dance, and like you were messing up and you were fucking off and doing crazy stuff, and he's like the spirits will let you hang there for a long time. Wow, <laughs> right? Yeah, and it, it will be suffering for you. He's like, but if you you're good and you know you've done all you could and and whatnot, then you'll just pop, you'll just fall right off. I can't imagine hanging, but they said Chief Crowdog hung for four days. Oh my God. Uh, That's so he must have been a little on the naughty side. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he
1: was. I heard that he was. uh, Although, you know, that's part of his.
2: Every great person. Part of his medicine. Still person. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was. And the, yeah, and I heard he was actually a, a Hayoka himself. Oh, for sure. They were telling me that he had to go through a ceremony to get it, quote unquote, you know, wiped off of him. But I, oh, really? I, don't, I have a hard time believing you can lose that. That's
1: cause that's pretty much like who you are. It seems like who all the stories that I hear from Yoshi and from from others, uh, he was that that was his gift. Yes, yeah, exactly. A
2: yeah, yeah, and that's and that's you know people. I think people get uh Hayoka mixed up because you know, you mentioned Hayoka and uh like, but it's not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing. If if you have something to hide from, because like, if you're right, if, right.
1: Yeah. And the Hayoka is, wh- how would you just d- define uh Hayoka? Uh,
2: the sacred clown. Right. Like Trickster. So,
1: the trick. Uh, yeah.
2: So, yeah. In a way. Yeah. 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 Like, sacred clown. The one that, uh, they, they do what's contrary in order to show you what's right. Right. You know, they'll they'll show you what you're not supposed to do. Right. So that way it gets you thinking about it and, you know, would take you into, you know, a mind frame that you wouldn't normally be in when you're comfortable. And it's like, you know, sometimes they'll come and they'll shake you up and, you know, you freaking say something sharp to you and just Mm -hmm. like that cuts and you're like, what the hell? But then later on you realize, you know, by just by that happening you know are you getting mad or whatever and thinking about it and then you realize you know oh man i was you know i really kind of was messing up right there yeah or yeah. you know or the ones like so 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 far i've seen like three different kind of hayoka and one is the mean ones those are the ones that are just like always super freaking just jagged and just freaking blunt and Will always just be mean, like right. to get their way. But they're they're teaching you as well. They're yeah. not telling you something bad. They're just scolding you, mm-hmm. and and then you have the ones that are like, um, that are sad, and those ones will be the ones that like, you know, they they come at you with like sad stories and stuff, and like really get your get into your heart and make you think about something in that way, you know, through being sad, mm. and it makes you realize things. And then you have the ones that are the jokers. And those are the ones that freaking, they'll they'll teach you a lesson through making fun of things. Yeah. Or, you know, they see you mess up and so they'll laugh at you and point it out and freaking, and then, but everything they do is to focus, to focus and sharpen your mind. Right. On what you should actually be doing. Right. You know, and like, and it's, so that's what, I think that's why people get so confused is that they're like, oh, heokas are mean. Like, well, not all of them. Right. Just the ones that are those, are, and, and they're naturally like that. That's just who they are by nature, just totally blunt and honest, and they don't care.
1: Yeah, the I've developed a, a much greater appreciation for that kind of Hayoka through yeah. the Red yeah. Road and 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 you know being up at Sundance, uh, because of course nobody we don't like mean people and yeah. who are capable of cruelty, and we 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 can easily judge it, and certainly in Western culture oh, we yeah. we ban those people. Yeah, yeah. really, we Makes you we dismiss them. Yeah. Uh, we make them bad and wrong but i I've really started to uh embrace it um and embrace it even in myself yeah right like yeah, the man. part of me like when, it, when there's a part of me that wants to be mean and cruel I mean I actually ask myself the question sometimes like it, it can be of service and it has been a yeah. service it's and a tool yeah it can be a tool mm-hmm. and I've had conflicts with people where you know they're not speaking to me for for two weeks yeah. <laughs> and then they come back later and they're like, I really appreciate, you know what you said. Yeah. It, it really helped me. I wish there was another way that you could have said it, however, and my response. And I really think about it. I'm like, there's no other way I could no. have said it. Nope. It had to. It had to be piercing. It does. It had to upset you. Yeah. Like that was the only way it was going to work. Exactly. A ge- that- the gentle uh, approach was not going to get the job done. And,
2: and that's what everyone wants. Is everyone yeah. is comfortable in their bubble? And yeah. Anything outside of that comfort zone is a no-no. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I don't want to feel icky yeah someone i don't want tell to feel me. it either <laughs> but hey man sometimes you need a swift kick in the ass to, yeah. to realize because sometimes we get haughty in our own thoughts and yeah and like, and our own being and like oh you know i'm this and that and, mm-hmm. and and really you know you're just you're just filling yourself with hot air and then yeah someone comes with that pin and then and you get back to normal, like oh man i was really full of myself yeah and you know but that's that's and that's the way of the creator is yes is, it feels like is like because you know that's comes, sometimes
1: the creator's firm is not the creator's not always gentle no no
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's another thing that i kind of had to to learn is that you know the the way the christian way is like He's just like this old grandpa that's just always nice and will always forgive you for everything. And you know, as long as you say sorry, you know, like he'll forgive you. And I was like, No, man, he's like more like a dad, I would say, right? uh, Yeah, because he is a father, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Uh, more. And because a dad will, a grandpa will let you get away with a lot of stuff, that's right. But a dad will let you get away to a point, and then he's like, No, this is where you have to learn the lesson, yeah. And boom, and then you get spanked, and you cry for a while, and then you think about it, and then, yeah, you're (laughs) on your merry way again.
1: Yeah, well, and you know, I know there's a lot of discussion about this, but in you know, because we have a, a society that feels like it's in chaos, and there's a. I don't know. Just a, a it feels like there's a lack of a moral center, and in, in yeah. some way, I think it's because of the demonization yeah. of that kind of energy, yeah, that, yeah. that firmness, that yeah. that father energy, which is not not always. And and, and maybe it, it, there's a reason for that because it became it can easily become totalitarian, yeah, yeah, and oh abusive, yeah. and that oh yeah. that's a thing that happens, and oh so yeah. then it swings back the other way. But there's a when that quality, that aspect, that energy is conscious and yeah. intentional. Uh, it's it's good and it's necessary even if it it, you know causes us to experience discomfort or or temporary resentment you know because it's kind of like if your kids if you're a dad and your kids don't go through periods of time where they're where they're hating you you're probably not doing it right
2: yeah 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 oh yeah oh yeah and i see it i've seen it for my sons man (laughs) yeah <laughs> <laughs> because you have you have two sets of two sets of twins, twins boys, boys yeah. four yeah.
1: boys that's incredible
2: yeah brother it's 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 different i know yeah <laughs> uh but i've seen it in their eyes man a, a few times right i tell them what to do and they look at me like i don't have to do that be Like, oh yeah go ahead and think that way right we'll see man yeah and when they're out there Pissed off and cleaning up, and I'm like, yeah, I told you, yeah. Hey, man, I had to go through it. My dad had to go through it. His dad and every dad since, yeah, since been dads. Man, they've been they've been having to do what their dad says, man. And that's just how it is. Parents in general, like that's life, man. Sorry, you're gonna have to go through. We all hate school, yeah. We all hate you know doing what we have to do, and but that's how you learn to be you know independent in this world. Yeah. It's like, you have to learn that stuff. It's like I told my son, you know, he doesn't want to pick up and he doesn't want to do, you know, clean and stuff. And I'm like, dude, no. And, you know, nobody really, I was going to say no girl in his case. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, no girl's going to want a guy who's a slob when you get older and then have to take care of you and pick up like you're a kid. So this is why you have to learn this now. So when you get older, you're like, oh, you know. I have to clean up. I have to make sure everything's you know looks nice and doesn't look like a pigsty everywhere. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah, man. And no, I mean, even as an adult, we don't want to. We don't want to hear what the creator has to say. No. Sometimes we want to no, I'm, like, no I'm, I'm doing it. I'm. I'm not. I'm not wrong. I'm doing it right. Totally. Yeah, and then you're like, okay. Well, <laughs> you'll yeah, find it's
1: out. it's it's kind of. <sighs> It's a relief. I mean, it, it, the, the, the red road and and the Sundance and it's, it's, it is firm. It's strong. It's, it's harsh. It's also, I mean, it's hard to describe because also there's deep love in it, but I guess maybe even, and you know, this is my own projection, but you know, reading the more I read about native Americans and, and how they lived, you know, um, and there was a there's a kind of brutality to yeah. life
2: and, and that's how life is
1: that's how life is yeah. and we kind of in western culture we inoculate ourselves from mm-hmm. it or we pretend it doesn't exist exactly. but when you actually look through the veil yeah. nothing's yeah. fucking changed nope. man <laughs> do you know what i mean it's just like there's still people that are trying to enslave other people yeah man
2: war exists and cruelty exists we got those rose glasses and right it's all there Mm -hmm. you know what
1: i mean and there's just in some way like what i appreciate about the red road is it it's just more honest it's more out in the open it's more like it's forcing you to accept like this is actually the truth about life and that and that what and if you can accept that, you can see that God is actually in that. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. Right. It's, it's, and the you're out of the fantasy. Yeah. Out of the bubble. Yeah. Into the stark reality of exactly. life. And exactly. and for and you have to force yourself to face it. And there's yeah, there's a deep spiritual liberation in that that is again, it's it's terrifying to face. It's uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. There's a part of me that doesn't oh, yeah. like it. I want to stay in my bubble. I want yeah. my yeah. You know, uh, my morning coffee and my AC AC, and, AC yeah. and all of that. Yeah, man. But man, it's like I, I feel most alive and most connected in these, you know, experiences that I've yeah. had yeah. that take me to the edge. Sure. And there's there's no, and you know, in, the, in these particular cases that we're talking about, and you know, I'm talking specifically about, you know, my first Sundance experience and Hemblecha and and but also just the, the 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 sweat lodges oh yeah which are their own thing oh, in can, can world be, yeah you know incredibly challenging and um but it uh it's it's yeah it, it's, it's there's a technology in it yeah yeah man there's a wisdom in it like it's like how the fuck did they figure this shit out like, through suffering, like there's no yeah. medicine there's no ayahuasca there's no. It's just like rocks and fire and fasting.
2: And that was and and they consider fire as one of the medicines. Yeah. So
1: yeah. It's there's something pure and there's and and there's a, there's a deep deep intelligence yeah. in it. I wonder.
2: Yeah, it's that's strange to think about. Like I wonder if it was you know back in the time where we just or we didn't have food readily available and we had to go, you know, sometimes a week or more without eating Yeah, and get to that point where you're like, so out of it from lack of nutrition that you start visual, you start having hallucinations yeah. and visions. And I wonder if someone was like, you know what? I wonder if we did that where we're not about to die, Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. we're close to where we could have everything and do that same thing. I wonder if we would get the same effect. Yeah. And you know, like i it's got to be something like that, you know. Yeah. Like we found out some kind of way, or or it was just given to us by you know the spirits, and they came right. down and incarnated into some form and taught the people. And who knows, man? But well, there's
1: a there's a you feel like I mean when you hear about it, it's easy to kind of go why? Yeah. What yeah. Why the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that? yeah,
2: exactly. like right. When I saw the picture of the Sundancer first, I was like, what? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> no why would I do that it makes no sense yeah, right I'm like glad I'm
2: not from that tribe Golly! Yeah. but like, then
1: when you're in it yeah it makes perfect sense yeah, like yeah. there's a logic to it and yeah, you completely exactly. get why whether you know exactly however it came yeah but w- like I I that that was my experience at the first my first Sunday just as a as a supporter I was like I it took me a couple of days but I finally was like oh I I, I see why yeah it's hard to articulate, but yeah, yeah. you need this actually, yeah, especially yeah. for the way that they were living back in the day. But, he, but it but you know, oh, you can make the argument: we need it now more than fucking ever. Oh
2: yeah, more than ever, bro. It, I was just talking to my dad this morning about uh, the reason for sun dancing, and most a lot of people, they, a lot of people will get mad at me and want to cuss me out for saying this. But it, hey, man, I didn't write the history. I didn't write everybody's legends you know this is but there's a legend in every single tribe bro from south to north talking about this one man who came and they call him the pale god or they call him the, the pale one which ended up being christ right but see most people they they mix christ with religion and so both are evil and must be i uh, you know i can't deal with this jesus stuff like no it's not jesus man it's it's the religion that was created under yes. his name. But so the legend, and, and you can look it up, man. Like every, every every tribe has this legend. Whether they know it or not, like you'd have to talk to like the elders or whatever. But everyone has this legend, man. And it's about um, this person that came from across the sea. And he first came to South America to where the Maya were. And he said that he came in a boat with other men and they all had long beards And uh, they said that he was dressed in a robe that was made with emerald feathers. Like someone had carved out the emerald feathers and made him a whole robe. And it said that that's what they saw. They saw him coming with the light and they saw his his robe was like shimmering because all the all the emerald. Um, And so they called him from from day one or day one of meeting him I should say once they figured out that he was so knowledgeable and had like this wisdom they named him the feathered serpent which is now we know as Quetzalcoatl or Quetzalcoatl or Culculcan, which is the feathered serpent
1: hmm. there's
2: all these names given to him but that people think it was a, a deity of its own and really they're just describing they're describing Christ right as he came in the feather, he was feathered and they called him the serpent because the serpent represents wisdom. Yeah. So this is where that comes from. And then <laughs> you have all these stories going from where he traveled all the way up. Um, every tribe has a different story, but um, supposedly in this, in this legends, we were given the Sundance by Christ. And the reason for it is so that because we are as native people, we were, are. Uh, our job was as caretakers of the planet, of, of the world. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be caretakers of the people and the planet, and so we were given the Sundance in order, so that way we could sacrifice like Christ sacrificed for the world, and so he was pierced on a tree, and three days he laid in the cave, or three, or you know, on the third day he yeah. was risen, and you know, so the three days is the days that we all pierce up until the fourth day which is off limits to us that's the chiefs round yeah but it's all to represent piercing on the tree yeah and and when i first heard that i was like i was blown away man i was like and this is 500 years before the spanish even came wow so it's like you know like my dad was saying he's like oh you know this that must have been you know once they learned about christ i was like yeah but 500 years before the spanish even got here yeah so it's like you know it's crazy you know they thought they were coming over here teaching us about Christ, and we yeah. already knew about Christ yeah. it just it just was different because he came and it said like if you so you can look it up online on YouTube if you look up uh it's called He walked the Americas, mm-hmm. and it's like a twelve or, or maybe actually more than that, maybe like sixteen eighteen part series. He
1: walked the Americas. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll link. I'll link it in the in the show notes. Yeah,
2: man, it's, well, man, definitely. Okay, it's definitely something to, to because it's all different stories from different tribes. But yeah, it's all the same thing. Wow. And it, you know, there's it's so crazy, man. Like, I don't know. It's in my in my uh, journey to understand the Creator and and to uh, learn about religion and faith and everything like that when. When you boil everything down to the core, it seems like Christ exists in every religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at the core, it might he might not be called Jesus, right? But there's always the son, a one Son of God that is in the core of the religion, and yeah. there's all these multi gods and, and different religions, and but there's always one that's right there at the center, man. Yeah. And it and then when I you know as, as I started piecing these puzzles together, it's like the whole world knows about Christ. Yeah. It, it, they might they might not know it themselves, the, the people that are in the religion, mm-hmm. but like that concept is is rooted in all of us and it's yeah. even here. And and that, that blew me away, man. It was like
1: I felt it. it. I felt it at the Sundance exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, like man. this is this is Christ like. Yeah. It, that this experience is it, it, it's yeah. some something related to you know yeah, yeah Christ being crucified yeah. and, and the well, meaning of that and we're sacrificing ourselves
2: for yeah. for others, yeah, right? and not you know for ourselves specifically, yeah it's man like this that's what I mean this whole this whole uh journey through life, man, is full of twists and turns and but it all boils down to back to the creator again. Once you get, once you get through everything.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's cause I've, you know, I've been writing about this and talking about this a lot, like my own spiritual journey and my own relationship with, with creator yeah. and, and how that's been evolving. And, um, and, you know, I always, one of the reasons that I'm drawn to look uh, the Lakota is just that concept of Wonka Tonka, right, yeah. which is you know great spirit, but also great mystery. Yeah, the great mystery. The great yeah, mystery. I mean, yeah. And that to me just feels like the best representation of yeah, spirit. Yeah, it's a really. mystery. <laughs> like you we can talk about it, we can try to understand it, you yeah. know, and, and we and we do, we can. Yeah. We can get to places and contextualize yeah, it yeah. and but at the end of the day, it's like you have to surrender yeah. to the mystery. And it's that's where And it feels to me like once you do that, that's when like spirit really begins to guide you because you, or you, this is, you know, you get these dreams or these insane coincidences. And we've all had these experiences in our life. And, and it's, it's the one thing I just don't, I don't understand about the, the atheists or the rationalists. It's just like, how can you deny this, the, the mystery that is here? I mean, it's like, we don't understand anything and there's some there you're telling me there's not some uh i understand you know you believe in evolution yeah for sure yeah you know but there's intelligent there's some intelligence yes that's yeah. at work here that yeah. is beyond our comprehension and mm-hmm. it's like and the feeling of of surrendering to that yeah of surrendering your own will of your own ego yeah to that greater force and and to, to worship it yeah right that is feels so good and so right and that it's like it's hard to explain that to somebody who doesn't want to do that
2: it's it feels to me like they're just willingly blindfolding themselves. yeah you don't want to hear it so you don't want to hear it or you don't want to see it so you just but eventually man it doesn't matter how long it takes it might (laughs) it might be it might be on your deathbed yeah but but you're gonna see it You're you're gonna see it and and that's something that's been lost over time. Uh, back in the day, it used to be spirit science or spiritual science. And that's they had both—both both were one thing. Like, science was the matter-of-fact of how things work, and then the spirit part was why things are like right. that. And so when they divided that, it just became—you know, it's the same thing, but really— like one is just describing something and the other one is telling you why it's like that. Yeah. And then once you once that's divided so many, you know, thousands of years into the future now science has become its own thing and it's like, "Oh, it's just about this." But science always gets turned on its head always. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like science is that's like its method. Well, it's like,
1: become, science is, is become, yeah, yeah, it's, it's become a, its own religion yeah, corrupted yeah, in, in that yeah, way. It's, yeah. it's got its own dogma it's like, oh, you have to you know, believe the science. It's like, yeah, yeah of course I believe you, the science, too, yeah. but it's humans are running the science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, those are the people that I have the issue with. Exactly, like,
2: man. And, and until we bring them those two worlds back together, yeah. there will never be a true understanding yeah. of the way things are. It's like yeah. you, you're separating the left and right hemisphere of your brain and, yeah and thinking that that's gonna you know lead you on one path like no man like you just you just put yourself on two different paths and then you expect it to be you know to walk on the same road and see the same things yeah and like you're saying about the red road is that you know it's all one it's all mm-hmm. which it really is like you know literally it's we are we are dualistic by nature. Yeah. We, we have a dark side, which you call, some people will call Satan. Mm -hmm. And then we have the good side, which is called God. And you know, it's both, but it's both us. It's it's really in us. And like, you know, even if you, even if you read back to the Torah before it was the Bible, uh, it talks about Satan as being, that was his job before he fell was to test, test people. Yeah. And to like the Heyoka. Yeah. Like test you to make sure you're staying on the path. Yeah. Are you really doing the right thing or are you doing your own thing? And then, you know, of course, it's going to lead you, like, let you do your own thing. Yeah. Because the the deeper and farther you go down that road, the deeper the lesson is.
0: That's
2: right. And, you know, like, it just depends on you, man. Like, like I was saying, like, you're going to find out. It just depends on whether you choose to look at it or not.
1: It seems like more and more people are um, looking at it. I mean, it's just, you know, maybe it's my own selection bias, but I I do notice people, particularly in the last three or four years, coming to God, coming to spirit, like opening up to it. And maybe their path was like, for me, it was really through ayahuasca. Like I, I had some spiritual connection before that, but it wasn't until like ayahuasca gave me a direct experience where I felt yeah. this unity like everything is one thing yeah and um and that having an embodied experience of that like changed everything and it gave me some kind of insight into like what i saw as like the fundamental nature of reality yeah right um and so that was the opening but then that and that's what actually led me to the red road and now yeah. i have very little interest in uh, sitting with ayahuasca because I, I want the direct experience. I want to just be in the lodge with yeah. the hot rocks and I want yeah. to be, in a sense, sober for that experience. Oh. Um, but it is it is uh, heartening to see uh, more and more people yeah. talking about God, yeah. talking about it openly. Uh, because, you know, like, I think 10, 20 years ago, like when you, know, you have all these college kids and, and, and I was one of them, who are they? Make fun of religious people. Oh yeah. they make fun of oh, yeah. uh, and 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 for good reason. There's yeah. a lot of crazy yeah, religious is. people out there. Um, but there's something there's something powerful happening, and maybe it's a it's just a sign of the times that society is spinning out of control, or or we're coming to terms with like the emptiness of materialism and of and of our worship of ourselves yeah. and the ego, and that we're realizing it's like no, we 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 have to be about something bigger, and. Yeah, and man. And so the, the the battle that you know that people talk about other oh, we're in a spiritual war right now and I think that's true. And oh yeah, whether that's external or it's in inside going on inside all of us definitely going on inside me. I mean I'm I'm struggling with it every fucking day.
2: Yeah, man. It, yeah, and it's it's a per, it's a personal war, man. And yeah. It never stops. It never stops. No, no not while you're here. Yeah. <laughs> because these are the training grounds, man. Exactly. And uh yeah man that's yeah it gets it gets heavy, man I guess this like gets is, really heavy, yeah, but it's all it's all you though it's all it's all how you perceive what's coming to you yeah you know I mean? it's like, oh, like oh this well, this you know this ha- according to history, this happens every twenty six thousand years um we go from dark age to light age, right, and not the dark, not the medieval times, but right. the whole where the whole world goes through a conscious change and being, you know, a living being itself. Yeah. It's also going through its own changes and cycles. And so, you know, we're, we're just, we're going through like mini cycles on top of, you know, mother earth or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this being, uh, that we live on and we draw energy from is also, so it goes through its changes every 26,000 years. Uh, and right now, we're supposedly we're going into the new golden age, which according to the Maya, you know, the, the, it changed, it started in 2012, the change mm-hmm. started. And then now like, you know, 10 years into it, we're now we're starting to see like things actually starting to form and to happen. And yeah, but like during, so 26,000 years ago is supposedly, you know, like when the the great civilizations of the world started re, uh, declining and you know disappearing and all the you know we started going into the age of not knowing anything again and relearning and relearning until the point where we evolve to a point where we're in a godlike state quote unquote like right now where we have communication instant communication to anywhere in the world and can go anywhere in the world and see anyone in the world and yeah. everything and now is the point where we roll over into to the new golden age where we spiritually advanced you know and intellectually advanced and you know we move on to a good path I mean according to to the earth history this is you know something that happens all the time it's just uh
1: I believe it it feels you know I can only relate it to my own personal experience yeah. but it does it feel like I feel the well the other vision I got on my um first the vision I felt like yeah. I got on my vision quest the first time was this um i was told like like wizardry yeah is real oh yeah right oh yeah man and that that it's that that i have the capacity for it i mean i think we all have the capacity for it yeah some people more than others some people more than others and it just it it just said you know like the capacity exists within you it it requires training oh yeah right it requires a a discipline but that capacity exists in you and i was like okay and i didn't really know what that meant and yeah. you know my of course you know my have a therapist and old therapist always says the ego always takes a cut right yeah yeah, the yeah. ego always wants to take it because like even with a sundance it's like oh yeah i'm a sundance yeah yeah you like know, we were talking ego. about about yeah. the badge of honor right yeah. exactly yeah, and, and that's fine right yeah. like But so in the, you know, so I'm trying to be really careful about like, you know, what that, oh, spirit told me I'm a wizard. It's like, no, no. But, um, but I do feel, and I see it now that, that like real kind of magic. Oh, it exists. It's real. Oh, it's real. And it's, it's about, um, it's, it's, you know having an iron mind in a sense yeah. and under and understanding the fundamental nature of yeah. reality, having a yeah. deep, deep discipline, physical discipline, I think, which yeah. I think is important, spiritual oh, yeah. and mental discipline mm-hmm. that you can actually through the power of your thoughts and intention, um, you can, uh, uh manifest, reality like i mean it really is oh definitely like uh you know these are not the droids you're looking for like it's obi-wan kenobi like we all have that capacity we do we just have to train for
2: it we are all the creator yeah and being and being you know if you want to call us children of the creator yeah we are just like any just like uh any son or daughter that's born to us you know they inherit all of our everything that is us because birthright you know yes. they are us they are a future version of us that's that's changed a little but is carrying everything that is in us and everything that is in our our dna library is now in them right so same thing with the creator it's like you know we are we are him so yes just as separate as you can be from your father is the separation that we have from him which is nothing like there is no separation right it's so is everybody like you said it's just more some people are are a little more able to handle and process that kind of information yeah. than someone else who might be more you know um prone to believe in that physical things are the only things that exist uh, everything that you could taste touch or see you know or sense is that's that's reality and nothing else Right um but it's always been around you like if pe- some people like they take the word magic and they're like, oh, you know, thinking about magicians and, but it's prana, it's mm-hmm. it's chi, mm-hmm. and that's the same exact thing. It's the same thing. It's just called yeah. something different. Right. It's like, just because it's not in English doesn't mean <laughs> they're yeah. not talking about the same thing. It's the nat- our natural ability to manipulate the world. And right. And that's what we are. We are creators. Yes. And, and what you speak... If you speak it enough, it will become reality. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with your thought. Once you think it, it starts the process. It starts the ball rolling of it becoming real. And then you start speaking it, and it gets further and faster. And then all of a sudden, then so by some kind of just weird way, you know, it it manifests into your life. Yeah, it's like wow, like it's oh, incredible. Yeah, and you know, some people are really good at manifesting that. Man. Yeah, and they're those. Yeah, they're like. I want to be at that level of well.
1: I mean, they're really good. I mean, most of those people is is what I see is that they have they're hyper focused. Yeah. That's just they just focus on it. Yeah. And they and they have a deep belief exactly that they can make it so. And I think a deep belief in the goodness of it. Right. There's there's no doubt or shame. Yeah. Uh, about it. If you have the faith of a mustard seed. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, um, you know, having lost your mother and lost that connection, um, you know, being able to talk about that, uh, those kinds of things and, uh. and relate in that way. Is there, has that been replaced for you? Or do you have people in your life that like my mom? Yeah. Or the, like, what do you, what do you do with that aspect of you? The, the clairvoyant, the, <sighs> the psychic, the I, the mystical,
2: it's, it's been a weird kind of journey, man, because really I haven't met anyone else. That's, that's like my mom. Was. That's in, as in depth as she was. Right. Uh, I've met other people that are sort of kind of like on that wavelength. Yeah. But as far as like, it, I kind of had to. It was weird. I kind of had to come to myself and realize and kind of activate my mom within me. Right. Is because I. You know, you're always told I'll always be with you. Um, you know, I I'm in you and this is, you know, where I'll never leave you. I'm always in your heart and so I started, you know, I was like, there's no way that I can see that I'm gonna ever have my mom or someone like her in my life. So to me, it's like I now have to become my mom. Like be, understand. be the way that she was mm-hmm. to the world because that love that she had, man, was so powerful. It was I, I saw my mom do things that would, like, blow blow people's minds. Mm. Like, she used the closest thing to Christ that I can imagine. Wow. I, like, selfless all the way, like, to the point of, like, nobody would ever go there, you know, without thinking about themselves first. And, right. But uh, I, I remember one time we went to our land in New Mexico, and uh, we have cousins out there that defend it and we're not like super close with them they know they know us but we don't they're in new mexico and we were in arizona so um uh, one cousin came and he was you know came with his rifle and he was all pissed off and uh, i guess i guess no one likes him really and he's like kind of an asshole and and so he becomes more of an asshole because no one likes him and they, you know it keeps going on and on and he came up to us and you know he had his rifle out and he was Puffing his chest out, and he was like, uh, "Oh, you know, you guys need to leave." And this, and my mom was like, "No, I'm, you know, I'm uh, Fred's daughter. I'm this and that." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I don't give a shit. You guys need to get off the land." And this and that. And, and she was like, Uh, why? Are you, you know, why are you being so so aggressive towards us?" And this and that. and He's like, "Oh, you know, I don't give a shit. Nobody loves me. I don't love them back." And mm. my mom, she looked at him and she she grabbed both of his arms and she's like. I love you. And man, if you ever saw somebody melt like hot butter on a knife on a hot, or I'm sorry, butter on a hot knife. Yeah, man. Like I watched this dude, his whole hundred foot wall just crumble into one brick within within an instant. And and the thing was, is because it was genuine. Yeah. She truly could feel it. Yeah. And it, it just, man, it broke him like a little kid. Wow. And I was like, you know, that's, that's the type of love I want that's the type of love, like I feel she was showing us like how to be like that you mm-hmm. know so the only logical way for me to kind of have her close to me still is by like trying to emulate her you know what I mean and by doing that is something that's in me naturally anyway being yeah. being of her so it was like you know I I started slowly like trying to you know to put myself out there more and to be more giving and open and loving and and as a male, you know, and, and especially in the way I grew up, you know, in the, like in a gang environment and stuff, that was kind of like, that was f- way foreign, bro. Like you know, right. Like, like super loving to everyone, and but you know, as I as I did it more and made it a point to to put people before myself and to you know, um, to walk like that, to try to be more like that, it, it became more natural, and then it became. And then it became something that was like, man, like this is so valuable, you know what I mean? To to love people and actually love them, not not just say, Oh, I love you, you know, and it'd be hollow. But to actually love the people that you say you love, man, and like for real. Yeah. Like unconditionally, with yeah. no with no boundaries. And that that's like a, that's like a mind blowing concept to people, man. Like just because everything is so about me, me, me yeah. these days that like when, and when someone is like, it's you, 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 and you're like, whoa, what? Like you just get that super, like you feel so good. And like, yeah, man, that's, that's how we, that's how we should all be to each other. Right. Like, you know, and that's what, you know, Christ was trying to teach and all the other prophets that came and were trying to teach is like, that's, this is how, this is how you should be with each other. Like, and I I've, I posted one time, you know, when I was really thinking about this, I was like, when you can treat every single person you meet as if they were a chief, then you've transcended your ego. And then you'll know that, you know, you're not part of that anymore. Yeah. it was like, because how hard is that for people? Like, just, you know, it's like you don't treat anybody like a chief, really. Like, We're kind of like in this, in this, uh, Armor, this armor like no mm-hmm. everybody's gonna hurt me you know like i, I gotta stay armored because if i don't you know i might get stabbed or
1: is that is that like how you grew up when you say you grew up you know gangs it was it was oh, yeah. tough and oh, you had yeah, to man. be defended and on guard and
2: oh yeah and that's still something i'm i'm still dealing with uh, like now it's like I, I always look over my shoulder you know right i, I always i really have a sense that like everyone is out to get me not not as much anymore, but right. at first it was like, Yeah, man, don't I can't trust anybody because right. it seems like every situation I've been in when people try to act nice and this and that it's for like a, a, an agenda that they have. Right. And you know, and then finally you see it and but now you're the fool, you know. So right. like especially in Tucson, Arizona, it's man, it's kill or be killed right really? there. Like it's worse than LA, man. Like it's <laughs> So people tell me like, Oh, I grew up in Chicago, New York, yeah, I it was like, Man, it's not like Tucson, man. Wow. Tucson is a gang city, man, big time. And that's one of the reasons I moved, is like I didn't want my sons growing up like right that, you know. But yeah, man, it's and that's another thing I had to learn is how to trust, how to trust people. I'm like and, and now it's like who cares? who cares if they do me wrong or anymore because yeah. I, I'm not going to change who I am.
1: Well, they're going to do you wrong. I mean, the, this is the part of the, yeah. we live in the world with imperfect humans yeah. and people are going to betray us. Oh yeah. You know, people are cruel and whether they're in, conscious of it or not, or it's whether it's intentional or not. And, yeah. Yeah. and we can, in those moments, you know, choose cynicism and fuck that. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to defend myself yeah. and and punish so or easy. I can accept it for what it is and and feel feel the pain of it you know exactly. of of the disappointment and it doesn't mean don't you know we can have boundaries and yeah yeah be oh yeah open to <laughs> the, the 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 world you know the realism of the world yeah. right yeah. but but to not become cynical and jaded and to keep exactly. our hearts open that i mean that's what i yeah that's my struggle right yeah. it's like you know how do I keep my heart open in a world that's yeah um cruel and 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 unconscious and exactly and uh doesn't see me sometimes you know or understand me and uh without making and you know not to make myself a victim of that it's it's you know it's it's a constant battle every day
2: yeah man and you can you can see it like in people when they're when they're doing work on themselves and yeah it's like when i met you man like i could see i could see your spirit man it's just like it was like like I was like man, this who is this dude? I was like because you kept because you kept coming around, and I was like, this is when you first started coming yeah. to the lodge, and I was like, yeah. I was like, this dude's vibe is chill, man. Like you just got like a relaxed, like cool. Like you're just like you're good, man. You're good with everything. Like you're not worried, and I was right. like, and that's what most people is like. I feel like they've got something they're like hiding. Yeah, and with you, it's just like nah. Like it just this is me. And I'm like, cool, man. That, I, that's so refreshing, man. It's like because, especially when, especially when you can see things in people that they don't even know you can see. Yeah. And then it's just like, mm. like how, you know, you're supposed to be cordial and everything, but how, it's like you're looking at, it's like you see like a wolf with a sheep's mask on, and you're totally. Like, you're supposed to just be like, oh yeah, we're cool. And at the same time, you're like, watch that one yeah no exactly but like there's those people that you meet and it's just like just instant it's like
1: well i appreciate you saying that man i felt you know the same way about you just like i just got a good vibe off you um right away and i was so happy to uh when i saw you because i got you know i got up sundance early and i was waiting for eric i'm just sitting there like for like and they were late of course and you were at sundance early uh, I got there when I saw you. I was just, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because yeah, 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 remember, yeah. I rolled in yeah. and um, like a
2: day before they got there.
1: Well, not not a, like or a day or two, I, or yeah, pr- just no, like probably like four or five, oh, six hours, oh, right? Oh, I was, oh, oh. I thought I got there like an hour and I was just gonna have to hang out for an hour, but then I got there and it was, uh. You know there was some drama around oh, yeah. oh, the camp. Man. You got and, there right
2: after it happened. And, yeah,
1: and <laughs> s- shit was going down, and God you know. Me, man. So when I saw you and uh, and your son Jacob, uh, it was I was like, oh fuck, man, because I didn't know that you were going to be there, and I was just so happy to see you. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. me and too, And then when man. you came into into uh, into our camp, and uh, yeah, it meant a lot. Uh, oh to me and, oh, me and too, man. you know like Definitely. the the connection and just your uh yeah just the way you show up and and uh uh yeah just i don't know there's a there's a I, I like i said i said earlier it's like i'm very inspired like even in this conversation and i hope i hope it translates oh, to it does, the people really? listening i oh. think it will it's like yeah the depth and the commitment of your uh, spiritual connection oh. and it's just it's very inspiring to me oh, and you. the way you talk about it it's so simple it's so clear oh, and uh you. you know i just feel your passion and it's it's awesome so i'm same uh, to you, yeah man Brother's grateful
2: brother. we're from or i'm pretty sure man we're from the same soul tribe yeah i feel that because I, that's what i that's what I, they say that um the people that you connect with instantly yeah, you already known them before, and you guys came in together, and it's just like a matter of finding each other again. Like, why, why do we vibe so good? It's like because we're already, you know, we came in together. Yeah, we came in knowing. Yeah, so that's awesome, man. Like, that's yeah. I was happy because at that point, I was like, man, it was just nobody was there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh God, thank you, somebody I know. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like man, I mean, it was cool. Like, I I do know some people there. Yeah, like but. It was like, you know, I don't know. It was like you said, there was a lot of drama going on. There's a
1: lot going on. I, well, it's just, it's just, and everybody's probably got their own nervousness oh, yeah. or oh, energy, yeah. anxiety about what's about to go down. So it's, it's you Sundance know, Sundance jitters, man, Sundance jitters. And it's, pro- yeah. it's manifesting, expressing itself in all kinds oh, yeah. of crazy ways. So golly, I it's, was... it's a lot.
2: Man. Yeah. It, one of the best pieces of advice I got on my first year, man, and and I became clear why it was so important this year, is they told me the first year, like, no matter what you do, no matter what you see, no matter what you hear, stay in your prayer Yeah. no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about what's going on on the outside. Just stay on your prayer. And I was like, man, this year was like, yeah, that's... That was like the best piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because there was so much going on. It was like right before you guys got there, man, it was the cops were there like three times. Wow. You know, like people, but they didn't, it was weird. Like they came and didn't arrest anybody Hmm. every time they came. And it was like, you know, out here in the city, man, someone was going to jail.
0: Right. Right. The cops
2: show up like, but I guess I I think they have different rights or something out there on the actual land. Right. Where they can't. They can't. Uh, it's not their jurisdiction per se.
1: What, so okay.
2: Like, well, they're tribal police.
1: They're tribal police. I was gonna say, yeah, but, but they're still affiliated with the state. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I think there's certain things they can't do. This. Well, that's what I heard, anyways. Right. Like they can't. They can't tell him because this is Crow Dog's land. Or, but man, there's there's something going on in Crow Dog world this year, man.
1: Well, I guess you know. I mean he's you know he died last year and it opens up this space for all kinds of power games and you know who's oh, yeah. in control and oh, who's yeah. doing what and where the it rules all, and you know it's just it's a game of like we live in game of thrones yeah man. yeah and yeah really when the chief the big chief <laughs> the king dies that's you true, know, man. then there's, yeah. there's gonna be some chaos, and it feels like that's what's that's a perfect analogy man. happening <laughs> right now, and it's the it's game getting roads. Yeah, it's getting sorted <laughs> out, which makes perfect sense. Oh my gosh, Right. Man.
2: That's yeah, that's perfect, bro. Mm-hmm. He was on the Iron Throne man. Totally. Golly. He was the man. But see, I'm I'm uh I'm like somebody that's from Dorn. Like I'm freaking <laughs> I'm like separated from. Right. I'm not part of the mainland. Like right. I, I know about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like oh man, oh bro, that struggle right after he, like I've I've heard and seen so much is like wow, like that's none of my business. But wow, like they, yeah, it was. I really, I really hope that they, uh, that they can manage to find their way. I know, I know it takes uh, some time when you know
1: when you're grieving Well, Junebug seems like he seems i like i like his vibe man everything he says everything that like he's he's a smart guy he's a good speaker he's level man and then uh and then joanne she seems real strong i mean she seems like she's the one kind of like holding it down yeah and uh, i wouldn't mess with her man she's she seems (laughs) you know She's strong. Joanne's cool, man. Yeah. She's a,
2: she can be stern when she needs to be. Yeah. Well, you to, need that. You have to have this, that quality if you're. I had all these people tell me, you know, how I should view Joanne. Oh, really? So going in, I was like already looking at her like, oh, like I got to watch this lady. And But man, when I actually got to know her, like on a personal level. Yeah. I was like, man, these dudes are just, just there must be something going on between them right yeah yeah exactly they're giving me their point of view of how they think of her and then totally